0: these lines are being addressed to the little man. I am afraid of you when the little man in me dreams of leading you to freedom. You might discover yourself in me and me in yourself, take fright and murder yourself in me. For this reason, I am no longer willing to die for your freedom, to be an indiscriminate slave? So the question says, Abhilash is asking, the author is indicating that the little man does not want real freedom, but only freedom to be an indiscriminate slave. What does this mean? The author also expresses fear of littleness within him, leading the little man to such freedom. What does he mean by, discover yourself in me and me in yourself and murder yourself in me? Achaijji, please help me understand these lines. The first part, the freedom to be an indiscriminate slave. right? No little man ever says, that he prefers slavery. Never. It is such an affront to tell others or yourself that you want by yourself to remain a slave. Nobody will say that. How is it instead put this way? I want freedom to remain a slave. I am free to remain a slave. I am free. Give me freedom. Such beautiful songs have been written in service of freedom. No? What do... The song composers and the singers and all the crowds that chant them really want, do they want freedom? No. What do they want? They want freedom to do as they please. Is that not what freedom means to us? To do as I want to do. In fact that is also the generally, even academically accepted concept of personal and social freedom let each man be free to do as he pleases but the ones who have better sense they say this is nothing but the freedom to remain a slave the kind of freedom that the common man, the little man so much craves for and so much shouts about and so passionately wants to defend is nothing but the freedom to So I'll be a slave of my choice Hmm? Let me choose my favourite slavery S1, S2, S3, S4 Infinite choices are there All beginning with S. In the name of freedom, we make an S of ourselves. Hmm? Different kinds of S from one till infinity. And some of us take the whole thing to great extremes. They say, we are wholly free. We are now totally, absolutely free, you know. Because we do everything as per our own will, on our own accord, as per our own choice. Our freedom is whole. So they become as whole. right so everybody is free in the country of slaves everybody is free There is no bigger slavery than doing what you want to do. There is no bigger slavery than that and there is no deeper and more malicious slavery than that. It is not the society that rules us anymore. It's a free world and largely democratic as well Nobody else rules us from outside at least not perforce We are masters of our own choices We are ruled from the inside We are ruled through these desires that we call as our own. These wants that we call as our own. I want this, I want that. And in the absence of an illuminated environment, there is just nobody to tell us that that which we think of as our own desire is totally, totally external. That which we call as our own want comes really from our body and the past and the conditioning and the influences. It is not our at all. But in a world that does not acknowledge the subtle at all, if slavery is to be acknowledged, it is acknowledged only in the gross form. So if somebody has yoked you to his carriage and is whipping you from behind, it will be called as slavery, because it is a gross event available to be seen through the senses the whole thing is very materially evident so it will be definitely classified as slavery see somebody is pressurizing you dominating you from the outside the whiplashes are evident on your body So all the entire thing is very bodily, very sensual, very material. And people will readily say yes, yes, yes. this is an incident of slavery. But because we live in a world that does not acknowledge anything subtle, it acknowledges only the material. Therefore internal slavery is not really acknowledged. If you are being controlled from the inside, It is not called slavery at all. In fact, the inside is thought of as the real you. Whereas the inside is the farthest that you can be from yourself. When you say that there is the outside and there is inside, the outside is outside. Surely. But that which you call as inside is actually more outside than outside. But we stick to the so-called inside as our own. Oh, it is mine, it is mine, my thoughts, my feelings, my desires, my wants. That is what is called as the freedom to be A slave. Long back, if you'd remember, I had written that it is bad to be a slave to others, and it is far worse to be a slave to yourself. then it's asked what does he mean by the lines you might discover yourself in me and me in yourself take fright and murder yourself in me towards the end of the Text. The great man says, Goodbye, little man. I am not willing to sacrifice myself for you anymore. I have been doing that since centuries. And you remain what you are. Not merely do you remain what you are, you also want me. To be dragged down to your level. Are you getting it? It is not inoffensive ignorance that you stand for. You stand for conscious malice. You are not merely ignorant or lost. You are deliberately insolent. Not only do you want to defend yourself, you want to obliterate all greatness wherever you see it. I shall harbor no more illusions of raising you to greatness. It is sufficient if I can just not become what you are right now. I will not remain in grandiose illusions of helping you out. It is sufficient if I can save myself from your assault. In my eyes, I think that I am out to help you. But what is really happening is that all of you have surrounded me in the name of seeking help. But you actually want to just turn me into another copy of yourself." And the great man says, I see that happen daily. The entire process is described. If the big man wants to help the teeming little men, then he needs to have some sort of a functioning mechanism. A group, a team or an organization in order to carry out the big task because the task is big and cannot be just carried out by one man. So system is needed. And the system will consist of the small men. They are needed also as some sort of interlocutors between the big man and the large crowds. The large crowds will not directly understand the voice of the great man. So an intermediary is needed. But under the collective pressure of these intermediaries the great man slowly finds that he has begun to lose his greatness because he is now surrounded by a crowd the crowd does not want to rise to the level of greatness and in his perceived compassion the great man finds himself forced to bend down bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit, and come down to the level of the crowd. One day he wakes up and finds that the littleness within him is growing and has already grown to dangerous proportions. And then he says, goodbye, let me run away. Let me run away. Forget about me helping you, if I can help myself, that will be enough. And how do I help myself? By just saving myself from you. Probably those of you who would want to benefit from me will anyway come after me. They can know and learn and change and develop. But if I chase you then there is nobody who benefits. But for sure I lose. That is what is being described in these lines. For this reason, it is quoted, for this reason, I am no longer willing to die for your freedom to be an indiscriminate slave. Hmm? You may discover yourself in me and me in yourself, take fright and murder yourself in me. The biggest insult to the little man is the greatness inside him. The little man is not at all scared of his littleness. The little man feels very very insulted when it is demonstrated that greatness too, sits within him. Why is it an insult? Because the popular and strong excuse of littleness is How can I be great? I have no greatness, no potential within me. This is how I was born. This is how I am remaining. I couldn't have helped it, you see. I have no greatness within me, there is no seed within me to sprout. The big man takes away this excuse from the small man. The big man creates a situation in which it is demonstrated to the small man that the small man too has greatness hidden within himself. And this makes the small man very, very frightened. Frightened not of smallness, but of his own greatness. You know, that is the most scary thing. To know that truth and God sit within you. Very scary. It is very scary to know that you have as much potential as the highest one that ever walked on this earth. And you have not been doing justice to your potential. It is very scary to know that the ones you have been worshipping do not really deserve to be standing alone on their podiums. You too should have belonged to that podium. And you have unnecessarily put yourself down. You have chosen to remain a mere worshipper. It is a slap on the face. You tell the little man you are so little. He's alright with that, he says, so am I, cool, in fact if I'm little, that authorizes me to do all kinds of little things, if I'm little, that licenses me to do all kinds of stupid things, hey, I'll be stupid, it's fun to be stupid and there are benefits from remaining little and stupid, no, if you're little and stupid then you are entitled to a lot of freebies. Are you not? If you are sick, you are entitled to a lot of medical care. If you are stupid, then you are entitled to not to have any responsibilities. So you tell the little man you are little and stupid. He says, yes, so am I. Now give me my allowance. But you tell him, you are great and you have been deceptive and you have been hiding and you have been disingenuous Now where does the little man hide? You have told him you are too big to hide anywhere Now he can do only one thing Either turn big Or kill the one who wants him to turn big. That's what mankind has always done. When a big man comes, then in his influence, either the little man chooses to turn big or the little man chooses to kill the one who wants him to be big. Do I need to tell which of these choices is most frequently exercised? Which one? Why is it a more popular choice? It is easy. Turning big requires a series of conscious and disciplined judgments. And it requires that you have the gravy to abide by your judgments for long stretches of time. Turning big is not a matter of sprinting. It is a matter of marathoning for decades. Who wants to take all that pain? Hmm? Sprinting is all right. Tell me what is to be done in the next four hours. I will do it with complete dedication. Most people can do that much. One day of ebullience. Getting it? But long, long patient and disciplined austerities it's far easier to just stab the bugger in the heart Hmm? he was talking of twenty years of sadhana I gave it back to him in twenty seconds flat why talk of twenty years the whole game can be finished in just twenty seconds So here, in this text, the author's protagonist decides to have none of all that. He says, enough of multi-adam. I'm not prepared to be put on the stake again. I'm not prepared to carry the cross again. I'm not prepared anymore for a crown of thorns. This time I'm just running away. I don't want to die. Hmm?